This is the Cheap Jump Shots Podcast with your hosts, Matt Sidney and Chad Cohen. What's up? Welcome to the Cheap Jump Shots Podcast. This is Matt Sidney. On Zoom with me is Chad Cohen. What's going on, Chad Cohen? Back at it again with another podcast. App six. Ep six. Holy shit. Weeks flying by. Dog yes. days of summer. Almost like halfway through. through August. I want to hear. You went to uh you went on your trip. I did go on tell, my trip. Tell me the highlights, bud. Uh nicest vacation I've ever been on, probably the nicest vacation I ever will be on. It was nuts. There was 31 of us, personal chefs, personal bartenders. It was just crazy, a crazy nice. Honestly. Just very general highlight. It was, I reflected on it while I was there. It was actually really nice. I got some time to like myself just to kind of hang out and chill. And it was, it was like my first vacation in I think like six or seven years that I took that was just for relaxing and not like going to like do something. So that was like really cool to literally just like show up and just chill the entire week. So feeling super relaxed. The trip was fantastic. And work has been sucking ass this week. This week has been going by very slowly. But I think that's what happens when you come back from a a week of relaxation. That's awesome. I mean, the pictures were absolutely wild that I saw just of the the place you're at and everything that was going on. So I'm glad it was a blast. But yeah, what is it? A vacation hangover, I guess, literally sometimes. But like the also like just like, metaphorical hangover of getting back to work fucking sucks yeah definitely and uh just like my first full week in like six weeks too so it was like what a week to come back to full five-day week so thank god tomorrow's friday you know tgif man yeah tgif well i'm glad it was an awesome time dude um i think we got an excited thing lined up tonight again all right uh, Bring me up to speed. Uh, so we're lining out the, we're going to hit up the central division. Okay. And right. we're going to kind of go through the teams again. I think there's some exciting stuff here that we're going to get to talk about. And we're going to start, we're going to try a new segment uh, near the end. All right. We'll, we'll kind of open it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll discuss about that later on. And we got another big guest. We're really, we're really drilling in the big ones now. Yeah. Who's coming on? We got, we got my buddy, George from college. George from college. George from college. Nice. George Padin. He's going to be coming on with us, chatting basketball. I'm going to save a little bit of the intro for when he gets on and have him, uh, you know, kind of introdu- introduce himself. But I'm excited to have him on, talk basketball. It'll be fun to hear from the Greek man himself. Awesome. All right. I guess without further ado, let's uh, let's bring George in. Let's and, bring him in. Uh... <laughs> oh, are we in it? Oh, we're in it. <laughs> welcome, wow. welcome. What a set. You guys really got the mics going. We what got the kid. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I see, the shirt. Here. I see the shirt, George. I have to do it. Uh, sorry for the offense, anyone, but not that sorry. There's yeah. no offense. There's no offense. I mean, we're talking central, so. We're talking to do central. So yeah. I, I, I quickly mentioned who you were, but why don't you uh, just kind of like, just kind of talk a little bit about yourself, maybe your basketball history. All right, let's let's get right into it. Uh, five nine, one eighty five. Oh. Uh, been this size since seventh grade. Haven't grown since. 
So uh, naturally he uh, was groomed to be a center, which sucked because everyone continued to grow and I stopped growing. So uh, junior, senior year, I started as center for my high school team. So that pretty much tells you my how successful we were as a uh, basketball program in high school. Grew up a Knicks fan. They're terrible, but they're still my team. Chad and I would watch a lot of Celtics games, went to school in Boston. So uh, the Jared Sullinger times, Kelly Olenek, Isaiah Thomas, fun, a fun team to watch. Those are the best of times. Those were very fun times when Chad would just rip LeBron James a new one in the playoffs. And then uh, I'm Greek and Giannis. So enough said. And yeah, bring on Comes all the Antetokounmpo brothers. Yeah. I love it. Uh, George, did you happen to have a nickname in uh, high school at all? <laughs> Uh, I think it's retired, but they used to call me the Wiz Kid. I don't think, ah, I, could, I, don't think I could use that anymore. I, sh- I really shouldn't. George, but, uh, yeah. George, you used, to, you used to play basketball in high school. Was there an instrument that you also used to play in high school? <laughs> Matt, Matt has, has seen me at my lowest points, literally. literally. I used to be a runner. Um, used to play some trumpet, for those of you who really want to know. Yeah. Trumpet guy. playing Wiz Kid. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I was That's telling Matt, I was like, George and I have played plenty of 1v1s, done a couple yeah. of drills together through the years, obviously yeah. ran threes quite a bit on the, on the outside courts in Austin. Yep. Yep. That's us. That was it. Let's, uh, let's hit it. I think, I mean, I think we got to start with, with the Greek himself. We yep. got to bring it to the, to the Bucks. All right. I'll take over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got the shirt on. Does it say fear the deer on it or is it just, is it just a buck? It is, it is. No, there's no fear the deer. It's okay. just the, the Giannis t-shirt Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's where we're at. So I guess we'll get cracking with the bucks. Do it. Yeah. Let's Quick little recap. Thoughts on, uh, yeah. What's what thoughts on the off season? Where are we heading? I mean, first off, we have another Antetokounmpo brother, Alex. So watch out. There's three of them. I mean, he's oh, in the G league. So yeah, you never know. But in all honesty, I love the, the Joe Ingles pickup. I think that's going to be huge for him. Uh, a little more someone who could control the ball because no one really has great ball IQ, I think, on that team. Yeah. And they rely on just Giannis either crashing the paint or Drew Holiday taking a crazy layup, like in the fourth quarter. With Chris Milton out, like they really showed how weak they are in terms of ball handlers. And they have George Hill. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. He's still on the roster. And I like Marjan uh, Bichamp. They're uh, the pickup that they got from the draft. He's long. He's lengthy. He kind of drives like Giannis, but can also shoot the three. So we'll see. I think there's still going to be uh, a contender in the Central, even though the Central really does have some young talent overall. I, I mean, I'm just excited to see who comes out of the East, but I think the Bucks are going to they're, they're gonna fight. They're going to fight, and hopefully Giannis adds a little more to his game. We, I think we saw how Grant Williams played him in the playoffs, and he, he honestly, it sucked to watch Grant Williams lock him down, but he kind of did. So they have to find options in the fourth quarter where – Giannis could do something more than just try to go shoulder to shoulder with people all the time. So yeah, promising, but uh, yeah, we'll see what adjustments they can make. Should we fear the deer? Uh, I think the deer. Yeah. When you least expect it, I think this season it'll, it's, it'll be two years since they had that championship run. So maybe there won't be as um, hyped compared to last season. So but yeah, a little fear, I'd say a little fear. A little fear. Matt, what do you think? Overall, I'm not going to lie. I was, very unimpressed with their off season. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, just from a standpoint, like the big three standpoint, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Hawdy, they're going to compete. And I think that mm. they're still to me, like they're, they're the fate. If they're fully healthy, they're still the favorites to come out of the East. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just felt a little bit uninspired. Like you pointed to it, George. I think ball handling, a backup ball handler for them was something that I would have really wanted yeah. a focus on. Like you pointed to George Hill's the backup point guard and then Javon <laughs> Carter after him. And it's and and, and I mean, I'll, I don't know, like Javon Carter, you know, hit or miss here, but like, you know, just like a, just lacking a true smart backup point guard. The Joe Ingles pickup, I didn't mind it. I just thought that, you know, with the mid-level exception, I thought you probably could have gone a different route than mm-hmm. a 6'7", 34-year-old forward coming off a torn Achilles. But obviously, I mean, you saw it when Chris Middleton went down. They just had they had no wing depth, and the Celtics definitely exploited that. So, I mean, in terms of that standpoint, I don't hate it. I like the more, uh, Marjan Beauchamp pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an athletic defensive-minded wing, and he hit over, I think it was like somewhere like high 30s or low 40s from three in the summer league, which he was not hitting in the G League. So maybe, you know, mm-hmm. that player development's looking good. The re-signing of Bobby Portis, re-signing of Pat Connaughton. I mean, they re-signed everybody, really. Yeah, um, they, just, they just re-signed <laughs> everybody. Uh, uh, their lack of their standing pat, I, I was a little bit confused because I thought that they had a really good opportunity to add some key bench pieces that could have really put them in the driver's seat in the East. And that's kind of my, I don't know why, I don't know why Brooke Lopez is still on the team, especially after re-signing, <laughs> but, right? Like, I just don't, I don't really know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Joe Ingles like pickup kind of sums up what the biggest thing for the Bucks is, and it's health. Yeah. It's health. I think that like he's a good pickup, but we don't. He's coming off an injury. Is he going to be healthy? And the same could be said for the biggest question marks, Chris Middleton. I think you talk about George Hill. He was injured for the majority of last year. I think he played his first minutes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's not like a the the most ideal backup per se. But I mean, if he had more minutes during the season, I think you know, he gives you something a little different come playoff time maybe because um, he has generally been reliable in the past. So I feel like to me, I'm okay with them staying pat. I do think that they're, the Celtics and them are kind of in a league of their own right now going into the season at least. And if they stay healthy, then there's no reason to think they can't, you know, compete for the championship. And they're one of those like, you know, four, five, six, seven teams who are obviously going to be, I would expect near the end of the you know, still playing. So I'm okay with them standing pat. I think, you know, they got to play out these years with Holiday and, and Middleton. And I just, yeah. to me, it's just when you have a team like that, you see it all the time when teams stand pat, when they're like just the championship cut. And then it almost never works out when you stand pat. The Suns made it to the finals. They lost in the finals to said Bucks, And they stood pat. And now, and then they were like, you know, Chris, another, another Chris Paul injury, right? Like, you look at like the Jazz have just stayed pat for past five years. They can't advance yep. past the second round. The Clippers with, you know, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, they stood pat. You know, they never did anything. I think when you have a team like that, and this is like the comparison to like, like, my, like the Miami Heat comparison, like Pat Riley goes out and gets guys to win championships. Brad Stevens has shown in a year and a half that he's going to go get guys to go try to advance the team and like bring them better. And yeah, the Bucs won two years ago, so there's not really that much. I mean, they do have this championship core and Chris Milton was hurt. I just think when you have that, like, why stand pat when you don't have to? And like, and so that was, that's kind of, I'm, I, if the Bucs do nothing, they're going to be a very competitive team. Yeah. It's just, I, there's, you can improve on the margins and I think it will help your team further down the road in the season. And for me, so that's why I picked uninspiring for me. It's just, you're going to just run it back and hope that like this year, Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. You probably could have 
gotten a, gotten a couple minor upgrades. Is all I'm saying. I still think yeah. they're they're gonna fuck people up. Giannis is gonna fuck people up. It's just, it's just it's literally what he does. So yeah, that's just, that's I mean, my. It, 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 I I hate playing the what if game, but it, like you said, like if you look, if they have Middleton, there's no way they weren't gonna be the favorites this past playoff run. And as much as it pains me to say it, because I hate this dude, I respect the other guy, but Grayson Alice, Allen, I hate him. And <laughs> I do like if they show up a little bit with some three point shooting consistency as they do in the regular season, which is not always, you know, reliable come postseason time. But if they do show up and do hit some threes, then even last year, I think it would have been a dif- different series against the Celtics. Their three point shooting failed them miserably. It was so bad. And uh, I don't know. Who knows? Like you said, uninspiring, but maybe Javon Carter just goes off. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't. You can't count. They, they signed him for a reason. They literally re-signed him. So, and have, also have, George Hill. George Hill. Where, where, yeah. IUPUI? Where did he go? No. Like he went to that random school. In IUPUI, like Indiana something. He went somewhere there. I forget where. I think, oh, yeah. it, was, I think it was IUPUI. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, right I remember, I'm pretty sure because I liked him out of the draft. Hold that on. was my Indiana team. Which is a great segue moving to yeah, Indiana. He, he, went, he, yeah. went to, he went to IUPUI, yeah. Nice, Chad. Yeah, a great segue. That's why I'm getting paid the big bucks to do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Indiana, let's, uh, let's head over there. What a, what a transition. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just going to be Tyrese Halliburton and the Daniel Tice dynamic duo, right? That's going to be like the next Shaq and Kobe. I mean, I think everyone sees it coming. Spot the lie. Spot the lie. I think we know how dominant Daniel Tice could be. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I mean, the I mean the Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, I think he's a very promising young talent. I don't know how you guys feel about him. I mean, other than that, their lineup is a little lacking. I'd say, other than really, what Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I don't know. I I think they they could do more. I don't I don't know. In terms of this division, I would say they're kind of on the lower end of the totem pole, um, unless they, you know, they, I think they're just committing to the rebuilds and seeing what happens. I think they're going to suck. I think that's what they want. I'm yeah. surprised that Turner and Heal they're even still on the team. Yeah. I think that's the question mark going into the season is when are those guys going to be moved? Yeah. I'm fine with like, I think, I think we kind of talked about it briefly before, so I don't need to go too much. The move for getting rid of Brogdon, like I have no issue with that on Indiana's and they get a first round pick. They clear some yeah. cap. I think they're just in that capturing mm-hmm. mode. And Halliburton, I mean, he's a talent. So I'm excited to see what he does. And I know, Matt, you're really high on uh, their rookie. So I want to hear what you got, what you th- kind of think of what's going on over there. If I'm a Pacers fan, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You know, they have avoided being a basement dwelling team to get a high lottery pick for a very long time. And mm-hmm. talk about standing pat, you know, just a team that likes to make the playoffs for making the playoffs sake and not really making much noise. It does look like this. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Buddy Heald with Miles Turner, because obviously those are two pieces that don't belong on this timeline that they have. Before I get into Benedict Matherin, who I am super <laughs> high on, you know, like the first round pick last year, Isaiah Jackson, and he's developing nicely. I think he's going to have a bigger role this year. I think you're going to see him do some stuff. I like the Jalen Smith re-signing. He ball, he hooped. When he, once he got traded to Indy, um, nice for them to see Malcolm Brogdon gone, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it's a timeline thing for Indiana. And I do hope that they move Buddy Heald and Miles Turner to kind of fully hit the basement, mm-hmm. expecting a huge season from Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think personally, I don't know, I mean, I think he could potentially be a 50, 40, 90 guy. Wow. He's just uber efficient. And then Benedict Matherin, this might be a, this might, this might age poorly. 
if he's if he's if he starts if he starts the majority of games this year he's gonna win rookie of the year wow 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 big statement if he if he starts like over 60 games this year he's gonna be the rookie he's gonna be rookie of the year he is that talented i think benedict i he's yeah, you I just I, I don't have to go in anymore. I just right here. Well, Mike dropped this. If he plays the majority of the season, starts he's rookie of the year. Wow. Right here. All right, that's it. Starting here first. Yeah, uh, I like it. Rookie of the year. Talk about young teams. Talk about building young teams. A young team that kind of seems that you know that looks like it has like a great foundation. Believe Land. You know, mm. are, are are we are we believing in Cleveland? I I'm not. I can't. I can't fucking stand. That Laurie Markinen <laughs> plays the small forward for them. I just like yeah. makes no sense. He's that's, so that's goofy. insane. He's so goofy. Yeah. Like he's Wild. he just shouldn't be playing small forward. Yeah. I I that actually I'm not gonna lie. I actually really like the Cleveland Cavaliers. The one the big thing that holds me back is that fucking Laurie Markinen <laughs> is their starting small forward. Get him off the fucking court. And not that he stings. I just I just don't get it. He's a power forward. He's only a power forward. He's not a small forward. Chad, talk, talk to me about the Cleveland Cavaliers. You like we said it. They, I think they're going to be a surprise, maybe not a surprise team this year because they kind of they they obviously had a great season last year, and I think they started what is going to be a bit of their ascension as a as a team in the East. I expect them to be a top six seed mm-hmm. pretty securely. I think they're going to kind of establish themselves in that top six really well. I do like their pickup. In the draft with Obubaji out of Kansas, I think he's going to be mm-hmm. like a, yeah. a good shooter, yeah. a good D guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've kind of mentioned a lot of the other parts of the puzzle there with Mobley's obviously a stud. Garland's which, a stud. Which one? Which Mobley? Evan Mobley. They drafted his brother in the second round. So yeah. Now we have to we have to the specify. boys. The boys yeah. are boys are making moves. Yeah, and I think my two question marks here are. Where does Karis LeVert really fit into this team? Yeah, it's a great question. And is Kevin Love part of this short little core right now? Because those are big contracts. I mean, and and again, and Sexton. So I think Sexton, if they don't make a splash deal, I feel like this is going to be one of those teams that makes a splash deal at the deadline. They have the contracts. They have Sexton, a young guard. So Matt, you have your hand up. Taking questions from the audience. Mm. Rumored rumored offer is three years, forty million for Colin Sexton. Is that mm. disrespectful? Coming off an injury, I don't think yeah. so. For a twenty-three year old who I don't know if he I, does have good promise though. He does. I don't know if I take that if I'm him. Right, I'm saying like you're him. Is that dis- Is that a disrespectful offer? Uh, before he got injured, he did have decent stats. So I mean, he's a high talent. I I, I think he could get a little more than that. I, I think, think with yeah, I think I, within Cleveland, I don't think he is worth that much not as him i mean like the team i don't know i think that would like almost like overvalue him within <laughs> their team but if he goes somewhere else that would be one of the better contracts in the nba potentially i see i don't see him fitting in with the current Cavs roster now the roster is insane like it's just the, their guards are like it's confusing because you have obviously you have darius garland i mean stud but then they have right lavert sexton and ricky rubio it's like yeah Wait, what are they? What are they doing guard wise? Like, what? Like, let the Milwaukee Bucks get in the conversation here. You know, <laughs> seriously, That's like, not, this is like wasted guard talent almost. You know, yeah. No, and George, like, just to pull off on that, they also just drafted Oshie Jabi, and then they have um, yep. you know, Isaac Okoro. 
Oh, yeah. uh, like, okay, okay. They just, but like Isaac Okoro and O'Shea Jabi are too small to like play your traditional three. But like the team is just littered with shooting guards and forwards. Yeah. I think, I think Colin Sexton does fit this team. If you got Colin Sexton on a three or $40 million deal, I mean, that's, I, I, I'm not even just the Cavs. I mean, any team that's an absolute steal. You know, he's, oh, he's just an undersized guard, and Darius Garland is also undersized, and all their wings are undersized, except for stupid fucking Lori Martin. <laughs> so just get, get, a, get a traditional small forward on the team and start Darius Garland. In, but uh, I guess that's, that's, that's my thing mm-hmm. with Sexton. I mean, it's three years, 40 million, and I'm not saying it is or isn't. Is that worth like the six man role? Because I don't know if you can slot Garland and Sexton as your one, two. I haven't seen many times where like that undersized of the backcourt is going to be. And I feel like come playoff time, other than when Dame literally went like fourth quarter Dame, I mean, like yeah. that, like, that backcourt was not, didn't have the most success and we saw a breakup. What are your thoughts, George? Do you, how, how high are you on the Cavs here? I'm kind of high on the Cavs. I'm, I mean, also, I, it's really a shame that we're ignoring the fact that they, they, they did re-sign Robin Lopez or signed Robin Lopez. So, all right, show some, I, know, I, now, some I, now, I now hate this team. <laughs> um, all right, I think here's the question. Do the Cavs go further this year than the Bulls? If the Cavs keep it together, I think they could at least match what the Bulls produce and maybe, you know, if they actually could get it together in the playoffs. I, I, I think the Cavs are better than the Bulls. I think with sure. like lineup right now, I mean – yeah, I, I would I would put some money on the Cavs. I like what like you guys said. I like what they're doing. Their team's kind of stacked. I have to look at like what the betting odds are right now. If like I feel like potentially the best bet in the Eastern Conference to win the East would be the Cavs, like money wise, money and, like, wise, probability and probability because this is a team that I feel like they if they could, and I, I feel like we talk NBA rumors all the time, and rarely do they ever happen a big move. But like if this team. This team has the assets to pull off something. Yeah. And if great. they do, like Matt says, get that, you know, solid wing. I mean, Ke- why not? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up in uh, LeBron's imagine, legacy in imagine Cleveland. Kevin Durant goes to Cleveland. Oh, my God. But, yeah, dude, I think they could go – they might go further than the Bulls. Um, so let's hear Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Bulls then, Georgie? I'm a, I All right, so – yeah, we know what the Bulls did. They kind of they started. They had a just to tail off their season. I mean, they played the first two games against the Bucks incredibly, right? Like they they were ahead in that series, and then it just like I don't know they they shit, they shit the bed. So um, there's definitely some maturity that has to go on. Their off season signings uh, does all right. I guess with Lonzo, not even the off season signing, does Lonzo make them that much of a better team when Lonzo's healthy? I think so, right? Um, is he the difference maker to get him into the second and third round of the playoffs? Um, they added what Gordon Drogic and Andre Drummond. So I don't know. The yeah. lefty dragon. He's yeah. He can't be stopped. <laughs> he can't. That he's literally, stupid he's literally fucking eternal. turnaround jumper in the lane. Yeah. He it, was. It works. He kills the Celtics. Yeah. Kills the yeah. Celtics. It's annoying, but it goes in. So I don't know. I guess Lonzo does make them a slightly better team, but how much better is my question. I gotta hear it, Matt. I mean. You're a big Lonzo guy. <laughs> what are you thinking here? I mean, healthy Lonzo Ball is an incredible addition, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he just is. Yeah. I like. I think my thing with the Bulls is 
kind of like the Cavs, except like it's kind of, I think the Cavs just kind of walked into it accidentally. The Bulls have kind of like drafted and signed guys for it. What the fuck are we doing with all these guards? Like Lonzo Ball, Aya Desunmu, Alex Caruso, uh, Kobe White, like what? What are what yeah. are we doing? And Kobe like, White, forgot about Kobe White. Yeah. And one of them is a true point guard, and the other three aren't. But they're mm-hmm. also not like shooting guards. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really understand that. For me, I think it's star power. When in this just individual comparison between the Bulls and the Cavs, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, I'm going to take them over the Cavs right now because just current state of mind. I just I think that in a seven game series. Uh, I don't even know who the four would be. Maybe Patrick Williams at the four, but you have Vooch, Patrick Williams, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Lonzo Ball. I think that they yeah. can edge out a seven game series over a Cavs team who has, you know, who's really small at the guards and then super big at the bigs. But yeah, I mean, the Bulls did what they were supposed to do this offseason. They re-signed Zach Levine. Yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, and yeah you, you pointed to it, right? Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic, the free agents you get when you have, you know, four guys on the team making north of $20 million a year, you know? Yeah. And so Goran Dragic will score 30 points against the Celtics inevitably. <laughs> like some stupid fucking game in December. Like December yep. 4th, Goran Dragic is going to go for 33 points in 19, on the calendar. in 19 yep. minutes. It's going to be just super efficient. He's going to fuck them. It's going to be really annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, but I mean, they also, I mean, like you said, Sumo and Patrick Williams, they can definitely take a big leap. Those, those are two good young players. I am excited to see what they can kind of do and improve upon going into this season. Uh, but I, like you said, I do think everything hinges on Alonzo. And I, he was a difference maker. And I really think if you – had he been taking, taking third in that draft – these are a lot of ifs. I'm playing a lot of winning games. <laughs> if, you, if he was taking third in that draft, didn't have all the health concerns he's had early in his career, and he didn't have his father – I mean, he would have been a great third overall pick or even second if he didn't have the health concerns in his father because his, his him going into, he was never going to live up to what his dad was saying, but he's a really, really good player. He does so much defensively too, which is his, crazy. His brother, Leangelo, is so much better. <laughs> but you know, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on just oh, the ball we'll, we'll save that for later in the season when he's... uh. You know, making his MVP run. Yeah, we'll save that for the GOAT conversation. <laughs> um, all right, so who do we have? What do you have? We got, we got Pistons last, man, and I know, George, you you have some stuff to say about the Pistons, so I got to hear it. I think I was talk, telling Chad yesterday, I was like, I, the Pistons, like, could be my second favorite team out of this, out of the Central. Like, in terms of young talent, um, they're, they're kind of exciting. I mean, we know Cunningham, we know Jaden Ivey, but Matt, your boy, Sadiq Bey, I mean, the guy can ball. <laughs> the guy is – if you watch a 10-minute Sadiq Bay highlight video, which I did twice already, um, he's lights out. He really is. He's just – he's throwing up – he's unconscious from three-point range, like unconscious. He's and, he could, and he could attack. Yeah. Um, and you got Jalen Duran coming in. They're drafted from Memphis. He's kind of a freak athletically, so a really big presence there. Um, they're just young and they got like this, all, all this young talent they, they they're not really hitting their top cap in terms of salary. I mean, their highest paid player, guess the highest paid player right now on the Detroit Pistons. If you could guess Kelly Olenek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at 12, at 12, at 12 point one, at 12.1 mil. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Let's That's fucking that. go. 
that was impressive. But like, yeah, that's their highest paid player. So I mean, yeah, they could. The ceiling is low. Uh, the ceiling is high because they. I mean, come on, they got so much young talent and him. Yeah, the, 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 I really do think they're promising. I don't have much. I want Matt to you chat more about them. I just want to bring up two things that I feel like. I mean, one, this is a team that to me has a great direction and they're committing to it, which I love. Yeah. And I think they're like a couple of years away, but they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna you know, be there. And then I just had to mention and then Matt take over because it's going to probably lead into whatever you're about to talk about. Another Celtics killer, just like Goran Dragic, Sadiq Bey. <laughs> what do you got, Matt? <laughs> not, not much, man. Um, I, I like the Pistons. I, I like them. Love Sadiq Bey. Obviously, you know the guy if he's up. But yeah, Cade Cunningham, Jay Navi. Another sneaky, decent guy is Isaiah Stewart. You know, yep, he's... Yep, yep. Don't sleep on him. High effort guy. And he hits like threes now. Yeah which wild i guess that just like happens now for like six eight centers in the nba yeah. like Cummins league first year they're just efficient around the rim and then second year they just start shooting threes i guess that happens now and then my last comment about the detroit pistons is like if you were just take the initials like their initials are dp and like that's just really funny so <laughs> <laughs> nice just like you know just, nice. that makes like me it. giggle and i think that like <laughs> moving on <laughs> No, that's funny, Matt. The um, the, the we'll probably talk about this whenever we get to like the um, uh, the West like Western Conference. But the Jeremy Grant move, another move that's like committing to what they're building there. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's not going to yep. help right now. He's not going to take them over the top. Let those young guys ball. So again, that's I I'm okay with that move from a Detroit. And yeah, I mean, and the the new center that they fucking got, man, Jalen Duran, uh, he doesn't even turn 19 until the season starts. Oof. Him falling to the 13th pick was crazy to yeah, me. Man. I mean, I think that was a, that was a that was a steep steep fall. Uh, for we all know the draft is one on paper, so absolutely the draft is one on paper and it's important to give it a grade immediately, immediately. after. <laughs> Nothing changes after a few years for sure. No, mm. no, no never very very true it's because how how else would you grade positional fit without them ever playing a game for the team <laughs> right like yeah. and potential is just like nba 2k you come in the league with a b or a c or an a exactly. it doesn't change like that right. is your potential and then if you don't like it, you just go into the user settings and you just push the potential <laughs> to 99 anyways right it's yeah exactly you know it, it, it all makes sense well good i mean this is i really do feel like the you know the central's got some exciting young teams I think obviously the Bucks are the clear favorites. I think we all would say that within that division. I'm excited to see where what, what these young teams have to offer. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them for sure. All right. So with thinking of the Central Division now, um, last week we went over our top five players in the Atlantic. So this time I kind of want to do something a little different. I'm going to call this segment 3v3. We're going to do a bit of a draft. Uh, we're each going to try and form with only Central Division players our own 3v3 teams. So no repeat players, obviously. It's going to be a snake draft. And I'm obviously going to let George go first. As the resident Buck fan, the guest, I'll let him lead us off. Matt, I'll let you choose your pick. Classic Chad lied to me, told me he was going to go first. So here we go. Here we go. Matt, you can either go two or three. I can't go four. (laughs) You can go... You can go four. I want seven, eight, nine. (laughs) Done. Makes too much sense. All right, I'll go. I'll go third. All right, I'll go third. Um, All right, so I'm going for it. Top three in the central. No, so no, you're, no, no, no. So you're, we're going one, two, three, and then 
uh, four, five, six. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you're going to gotcha. be one, six, you're going to be one, six, seven. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, I mean, all right, I'll just get it out of the way. I'm going to pick Giannis. So, you're welcome. Yeah. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. All right. I got the second pick. I'm trying to think of fit who I may catch on the back end. I can fit it in the back end. This is not my second. <laughs> this is not the second best player, but I think in terms of talent at this position, I'm going to go Evan Mobley. Does he fit into Chad's back end? Yeah. I don't think he does. <laughs> you got no fucking dump truck, so. <laughs> Not that big, I don't think. I mean, I don't want to speak towards <laughs> what Evan Mobley's got going on. but Third right. overall pick, I'm obviously taking Lori Markin. <laughs> oh, Psych! Man. <laughs> um, ooh, interesting predicament you leave me in. I get three, four here. I get three, four. Mm, yeah, it's a big. Ooh, in a three v three team. Yep. Three v three. Let's go, Tyrese Halliburton and Cade Cunningham. Wow, nice. All right, I didn't want it to come to this point. I did not think I was going to be able to get this guy here. Um, I love you taking Halliburton. Darius Garland? I'll take I'm going to take Darius Garland. Garland. I'm just going to get Cleveland right now. We're going to run it. All right, shoot. All right, that's me then. Oh, I would have liked – I was going to pick Darius. Uh, yeah, wow. Right now, I'm going to go uh, – Oof, Matt, I'm taking your guy. I'm going Sadiq Bay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have two in a row, That is – What? <laughs> Dude, I watched way too many highlight videos today. So this <laughs> is 100 percent recency bias, but also he's not. George, you that. George, you must have watched the only highlights. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Dude. We got some names on the board still. He's blown up. And my third and I, I don't I, hate that. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. No. So now I need a, a uh, more of a guard. I did not have it in my top nine though. <laughs> three on three? Yep. You got wow. Giannis, Sadiq I feel like I feel like DeMar DeRose is going to be a sick three-on-three player. Yeah, I'm going DeMar. Okay, good pick. Yeah. Then that's going to leave me with Middleton. Oh, mm-hmm. and that leaves me with Zach Levine. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, Cade Cunningham, and Zach Levine? You have no size, man. You ain't guarding Giannis. Yeah. Well, are you – who? okay, yeah, and Evan Mobley's going to guard Giannis? I think he's – that's yeah, why who, I went him first. I think who, in the, the, who in the NBA guards Giannis? No one, but zero. Absolutely, Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Besides Grant Williams, yeah, makes no sense. Oh, buddy, Whew. my team eats the shit out of both of yours. I did like the Halliburton. I wanted. I thought you were going to go Garland. I really wanted to grab Halliburton. I don't like undersized guards. I love the Sadiq Bay pick. That was that, epic. that was that was epic. No one saw it coming. So we, so we have Giannis Bay and who and you had DeRozan. And DeRozan, no real ball handlers. But I mean, Demar could kind of handle the bar ball, but you know, size going for size. I like that. You had Halliburton, Cade, and Levine. I love the Levine pick. Um, that's good. Pick. That's kind of wild to get him there. I mean, imagine Giannis. I just want to say Giannis, Levine, and DeRozan could have been nice. George, love the yep. Steve Bay pick. Um, <laughs> I like my team. I had to go. I was. I mean, obviously, I I think Garland is probably. I'm really high on Garland. I think he's the second best in the in the central in terms of just talent out there. I really like him, but I just want to mention again Drew Holiday. He's sneaky. He's so good. He's sneaky, but he also frustrates me. In the playoffs. Yeah. When he's your number two option, you're not in a great position there. And we yeah. saw it there. But we'll see. I mean, I would love to see who wins this 
hypothetical 3v3 uh 3v3 tournament we just laid out matt you there's no way you're winning can't they do that now with like artificial intelligence at this point that's okay. definitely possible george chad and i will call up the artificial intelligence <laughs> yeah just call call up <laughs> one of them yeah just and we'll, yeah and we'll get this set up dude. like don't don't, yeah. don't even worry about it we yeah. have the, we have the we have the budget and we'll uh, do 100 simulations just to make sure that we get the uh, average outcome. We 100, Matt. We're, we're going to be, no, we're doing way more than 100. <laughs> okay, we're going to do way more than 100, 103. Boom. There we go. 103 simulations. Done. That makes me feel better. I also heard Lloyd Markinen listens to this podcast. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Georgie, it's been awesome having you, talking basketball with you. Uh, we'll this definitely hope to, to have you back. Oh, definitely. George, real quick, since you are our resident Greek expert. Yes. Oh boy. What how would you say your your Greek is? In terms of speaking it? Mm-hmm. Conversational. Okay. I, I, I don't know what to expect right now. I'm just I was, I'm just curious, like, how do I say butthole in Greek? <laughs> uh golo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So butthole is a conversational word. <laughs> yeah. Go, it's like more like ass, I guess, but mm. yeah. But uh yeah, there you go. Give me that golo. <laughs> yeah, right, there boys. you go. I hope that makes you happy. It does. Georgie, thanks for joining, buddy. This was really fun, guys. We'd love to have you on again. Maybe we can do a little crossover, bring in uh, the Greek freak, George himself, and maybe some Dale Dash Ooh. Ashley. Wow. Get Crazy. to talk and maybe the South together. Wow. Yeah, I'm down. Southeast. That's 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 a big crossover. I don't know if the world's ready for it, but <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope Thanos assembling the five uh, the five stones. I hope I hope Laurie Markkinen's ready for it because we'll, it's gonna be we'll, a pretty big episode. Ne- he'll be the one. He'll be on the one after that. Yeah, he's on next. He'll he'll be the fifth. He's <laughs> Can you imagine? Can we? Can, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna throw it out there now. Can we talk this into existence? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all. I did not like this guy. I hate Arizona. I'm all in right now. I'm going to throw this out there because speaking this into existence slowly, Moose used to work for the Bulls. He actually knew a lot of the guys, knew the players, met Jimmy Butler. There's a like 2% chance that he may still have enough of a connection that if he can somehow still think that Larry Markham's at the Bulls. Fuck. I got too excited over that. (laughs) But he may have a connection to the Bulls that has a connection to Larry Markham. I only yeah. want Larry Markkinen. Larry Markkinen is the white whale of this show, yeah. but yeah. I'm fixated on Larry Markkinen now. Like, that oh, is... dude, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's the, dude, he's the white whale. You know, he's, he's, he's the, like that's what we're working. He's, the, he's, he's the dream. If we, anything, the moment, anything we, to get we, to him. If we actually get him on, I, we retire. <laughs> that's it. That's when yeah. we stop. <laughs> dude. You stop when you're on top. You stop when you're on exactly. top. Exactly. Has yep. has, it not, has any other podcast done that? No. <laughs> we got it. We got it. I'm probably gonna cut all of this yes yes oh we're still recording (laughs) oh yeah we're we're still recording recording. (laughs) chad chad sign us off and then uh then i'll stop recording and then we can i don't know if we want to keep fucking around a little bit but sign us off no you have to do the sign off no you gotta do the sign off i don't know the sign off you say certain things i'm just gonna read it then we're gonna stop the recording and then we're just gonna go from here yeah all right lads all right and that'll do it for us here on the hardwood Thank you so much for listening. Georgie, thank you so much for joining. Chad, as always, it's been a fucking pleasure. We'll see you guys later. Peace, guys. Peace. Jump Shots. The podcast.
Peace, guys.